Do you own a car, motorcycle, jet ski, boat, and any other type of motor vehicle? And are looking to install the latest technology and accessories such as radios, LED lights, remote starters, alarms, GPS, radio systems, window tints, and much more? Make sure you check out Car Audio Solutions. Car Audio Solutions proudly serves Southern New Hampshire and all surrounding cities and towns. Located at 45 Lowell Street, Nashville, New Hampshire, they can be reached at 603-402-9197. Car Audio Solutions also specializes in car wraps dedicated to graphic designs, logos, and signs for vehicles and commercial services. But wait, 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 wait. Hold up. For the month of May, Car Audio Solutions is also offering a window tint special starting at 150 Also, ask about their radio sale. Car Audio Solutions is located at 45 Global Street, Nashville, New Hampshire. Phone number 603-402-9197. Follow them on Instagram and Facebook at Car Audio Solutions. Car Audio Solutions is also accredited by the Better Business Bureau, fully insured and tax-free. What it is, mi gente? It's your girl, Nina Montañez. Hey, yo, what it do? It's your boy, Brew, and I'm coming for you. <laughs> and this is Sofrito, Sofrito Speaks. Speaks. Sofrito Speaks is a podcast for Latinos by Latinos. This season, we will continue to focus on discussions that need to be had, points that need to be made, and boundaries that we need to break. Upgrading our estilo and bringing you two fresh servings weekly, this is Serving One, which will contain our returning section, El Chisme. El Chisme is where we will let you know what had us jodido or fucked up during our week, followed by our new section, Ay Bendito. Ay bendito is our version of Say What Now, where we fill you in on anything from media headlines to local news and give you our opinions. Serving 2 will be served on Thursdays and will feature the audience favorite, Caldero Talk and Reposar. That's that on that, Corona. <laughs> Let's begin. <laughs> Welcome back to episode number 16 of season two. <laughs> Nina, uh, is, is your birthday? It was your birthday yesterday or something? It was my birthday, you know what I mean? You know what I mean? <laughs> okay, okay. The first official birthday episode of Sofrito Speaks. Yeah. I'm so Alrighty. glad it's about me. <laughs> <laughs> we are going to go ahead and get into our first section, which is... El Chisme. Hey, so y'all already know what part of the show this is. We about to let y'all know what had us <laughs> fuck the fuck the fuck up. Yeah. Go ahead, birthday girl. Start it off. Okay, so 
like Ruben said, it was my birthday or whatever, you know. Hey, hey. It was cute to be in quarantine, even though I had shit to do. But okay, who would have thought mm-hmm. we would have went all the way to May to be in quarantine? Mm-hmm. Some bullshit. Mm-hmm. But anyways, we were actually supposed to be going to Amanda Seals yesterday to go see her at the yes, Wilbur Theater. I love her so much. Oh, pup! This is a perfect time for me to announce this. Anybody who wants to buy my ticket from me, feel free because they rescheduled to October thirty first. What if I don't want to go with your friends? Like I don't. Understand. Oh, true, true. <laughs> you know Anybody like... who wants to buy a ticket from me, DM Nina, and she will let you know <laughs> <laughs> if she wants to go with you or not. I'll be friendly, but I ain't that friendly. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck all that. So, anyways, so I woke up. My mom goes, <laughs> "I got this little weak ass happy birthday on my way to the bathroom." She was like, "Yo, happy birthday!" And I was like, "Thanks, bro." Like a pure you. nigga, like yeah. a nigga who just finished fucking you. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. By the way, uh, yeah, happy birthday. <laughs> Shut the fucking. <laughs> so my stupid ass. So my sister comes over. Yo, I'm a twin. I've said this many times. My sister comes over and she got the whole damn song. Shorty got the happy whole song. Happy birthday. Happy like, birthday. I was like, this really is my life, guys. Like, this really. I got a little. Shout out to Jerrica for having a great birthday. I'm fucking dead. I'm dead. I'm dead. I'm dead. Oh, it's your birthday as well. Oh, happy birthday, Nina. Happy birthday. Yeah, you pushed out two humans without an epidural. Like you didn't. I'm kidding, of course. Oh, this is not the first time she forgot to tell me happy birthday last year too. It's okay. Oh, okay, child. Okay. When I was in Puerto Rico, I was like, "That's crazy. I haven't heard from my mom all fucking day." Her excuse? What was her excuse? There's a different. There's a time difference. She had no excuse. And when I came back from Puerto Rico, it was on Mother's Day. And she had an attitude because I brought everybody like candy from the island and I brought one for my grandmother and I gave one, I think I gave one to like my aunts to share it. And then, um, my mom was like, and where's mine? And I like threw the bag at her. I was like, here you go. I don't, I was like, not that you deserve it for, I mean, you didn't even say happy birthday to me. I don't know why I have to say happy mother's day to you. So (laughs) you chose to be a mother. I didn't. (laughs) Ooh, Okay. Next. (laughs) And she was like, my like, let's see ya. And my grandmother was like, she's not wrong. And she was, did you say happy birthday to Jerrica? My mom was like, yeah. And my grandmother was like, okay. So then you can't be upset that Nina's upset. Like, <laughs> that does, And I'm like, this is why you a real one. This is why you a real one, Willa. This is why I fucks with you. This is why yeah, everybody, so this is why everybody who has a grandmother, I need to cherish them because they don't give a fuck. They always cherish have your side. But anyways, so that had me fucked up one. Two, so... Y'all know I still be working, you know, and I be at the little front desk, you know, being my little top flight security. And I read, I'm reading the new notices that like go up like every other week or whenever there's like something new to announce. And I'm reading it. And one of them says, oh, we have six people with um, coronavirus upstairs um, in the single occupancy, single room occupancy that live upstairs. And I was like, wait, well, what? But, like, they don't come downstairs. They don't come in contact with us at all. But the note had read, like, oh, if they order food, um, you need to accept the food on their behalf. I was like, no, the fuck I don't. No, the fuck I don't. Oh, they got you fucked. I was like, okay. um, you know what? These is grown-ass men. We don't know what, where they go and what they do during the day. That's fine. That's fine. It ain't none of my business, you know? But I ain't. 
I ain't accepting shit because who's going to come get their food if they got to stay in quarantine? Like, that don't make no sense. Like, if they have to quarantine themselves, what? I just don't understand. Like, I just don't get it. It doesn't. I think more importantly, they need to, like, think about you guys' health and safety. Like, so you're going to get the food and who's going to pick it up from you? That's what I'm saying. Like, whoever. And then, like, somebody from, somebody from, like, upstairs. No, no, no. I'm saying, like, it doesn't make sense. I'm like, so someone from upstairs is going to meet me in the back to come pick this up. Like, Oh, that just sounds fishy now. That does, that's, like, I don't, it doesn't make sense to me. Like, oh, they were like, oh, call the director of that particular department and they'll arrange for someone to pick it up and i'm like by arrange someone to pick it up you mean they're just gonna have somebody else upstairs to come get it so they're sitting upstairs with people that are yeah they're in their rooms quarantine whatever but i'm not understanding like who's to say whoever comes down to get it doesn't have it and just doesn't know that they have it okay asymptomatic it don't make i was like it doesn't make any sense like i don't i don't i don't i don't get it like what I I just don't it does I don't understand I don't understand I don't either <laughs> I was like so excuse me if I have an attitude if a motherfucker is like I locked myself out of my room oh that sucks oh, well bitch you better find a way in you be- you better break in because <laughs> <laughs> I'm not the one you better find a way in <laughs> you better start praying and pray hard <laughs> shit I am not the one don't they got that fire escape in the front anymore they don't got those fire ladders the fire escape I don't ladders? think so. Do they? they maybe. Throw, maybe I didn't. Those motherfuckers up there. Maybe I haven't noticed, but no. And then, and then I had like one guy that was like, "Yo, he came, he like came like towards the door, and he was like, "Yo, so, um, is there a camera outside?" And I'm like, "Yeah, you can literally see it when you walk in. Yeah, there's a camera outside." He's like, "So you can see outside?" And I'm like, "I mean, that's what cameras do." I was like, "Yeah, but." The screen that I'm looking at is for upstairs. I'm not looking at the screens for like outside. I'm like I'm basically only there to be of assistance for upstairs. So I'm like I don't need to watch outside because y'all aren't outside because you're not supposed to be outside. So I'm only watching the cameras for upstairs. And he was like, "Oh, I, I." I'm like, "Bruh, you good? Like, <laughs> are you locked out? Do you need Ready? something?" I'm like, "Yeah." I'm like, "You need something? Like, what's good with you?" And then another guy comes. He's banging on the door, but you because of like the glare from outside, you can't see into the building, so you can't really see me. Um, and the front desk is like, "Hi." So he's banging on the door, and I'm like, "Yo, what the hell?" So I walk over to the door, and he's like, "Can you open the door?" I'm like, "No, I'm not opening the door." I'm like talking to this man through like the glass. I'm like, "I'm not opening the door." He's like, "Well, um, can you call someone? I got locked out." And I was like, "Okay, so what's your room number?" And he told me the room number. I was like, "All right, give me a second. He's like, "Why can't I just go through here?" And I'm like, "You've already oh been given God. instructions as to how you cannot come into this part of the building, point blank and period. This is not new. We are eight weeks in this. This is not brand new news to you. Like, what? You? I was like, "Yo, my guy, I'm gonna call somebody. They're gonna come. They're gonna go let you in the room because I'm not doing it." And he was like, "But it'll just be quicker." If I was like, "I'm not arguing," and I like walked away from him. Went called the guy, and um, I told him I was like, "Yo, so and so got locked out of their room. Like, come." come let him can you please come let him in like i'm not i'm not doing it um and he was like yeah what room number so then all he does is he walks out opens the door for them and he goes back into his own room like whatever so i was like all right you gotta go around because he's gonna open the door and he was like oh okay then i had another person someone had a delivery the homeboy's knocking on the door and i'm like can i help you sir and he's like oh i have a delivery i'm like and it's not for me and he was like 
<laughs> but they told me to come through the front. I was like, I don't know who they is, but they were wrong. You can't come through here. The door's locked. Like, I'm not allowed to let anybody in. And he was like, then who's going to come take the food? I was like, I'm assuming whoever ordered food lives upstairs. So you can go around and there's plenty of signs that will instruct you on where you need to go. So call the person who ordered and tell them that you're here so they can come downstairs and get it. Because I'm not opening the door for you. He was like, well, I need someone to come collect the food. I'm like, did you even try to call the person who ordered it in the first place? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. 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 I'm like. I used to have to deal with that at Starbucks when we had, when we first started doing Uber Eats. They would come and like ask me like if, if this is everything on their order. And I'm like, bro, you're the one with the receipt. What are you talking about? (laughs) I'm like, I don't know if this is everything that's on the order. Right. I'm Delivery like, drivers are a little bit uh they're, they're a little behind. They're a little behind. A little bit, a little bit. Sometimes they it's yeah. <laughs> Anyways, so what had you fucked up? Let them know. Girl. So <laughs> as you guys know, I got a car. And I've been enjoying it, you know, going for my long rides, peaceful, just keeping to myself because I'm a loner and I'm going to die a loner and I'm okay with that. And um, my mother has been asking me to do errands for her, which I'm completely okay with because I love to drive. So it's not a problem for me. But I've been going to Market Basket, right? And let me tell you how white people are not wearing their masks. (laughs) And I just feel threatened in line. Like, I feel like I go I go, I go, to Market Basket in Salem, New Hampshire, and I just found out today that, I guess, uh, the Walmart in Salem, New Hampshire has three confirmed cases of coronavirus, and they're still open, and they're not closing to clean the stores. Um, and supposedly, Salem, New Hampshire is, like, trying to pass a, I don't know, a rule or a law... Um, that everybody needs to wear a mask because in New Hampshire, it's optional in, in Massachusetts it's required for businesses. Mm-hmm. So in New Hampshire, it's still optional to New wear Hampshire a live mask. free or die. <laughs> right. So I'm like standing in line and I'm seeing all these people in line, not wearing a mask and then not practicing, you know, social distancing. And I'm just like, what the flying fuck? Like you need to keep six feet apart. I'm keeping, I'm keeping 12 feet apart. Like I'm keeping, I'm skipping two lines. And I mean, those, you know, the lines on the floor that they have, mm-hmm. I, I, I leave one in between. So I'm technically 12 feet apart and I'm just there. Like the person like back on me, breathing on me. And I'm looking at them like, bro, what are you doing? Right. Like back up, bro. What are you doing? So like, you don't know how to follow directions. Like, and then this lady was, you know, she was talking reckless and she's like, this is so stupid. I can't believe we're really doing this. And I'm like, looking like, I I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what it is. And I don't want to sound racist. I just don't know what it is with white people and not understanding how to follow rules. It's their flat. Like it's the, it's a privilege. It's privilege. It's privilege. <laughs> I'm just like, it's privilege. And I went to, um, I actually had to go to Walmart. So we don't go to Walmart in Salem, New Hampshire. We go like to dairy or we'll go a little bit farther because we know that, you know, Salem, New Hampshire attracts a lot of people. So we'll go to a farther Walmart. And we went to the one in um, Plasto. And, you know, we've been there before and it's super clean. They're practicing, you know, social distancing. The line is long, but they it moves pretty quick. So this past time that we went, this lady from was standing behind us and she was just trash, like trash, smelling like an ashtray, just like Ugh. fucking the worst of the worst with her son 
mind you, they're both white, but her son, you know, his pants are down to his knees. Like this guy is oh is God. proving so hard that he's a thug. Like he's trying so hard to prove it. I would be like, yo, <laughs> leave that in the crisscross era. Get out of here. Mind you, I'm sitting there with my fitted, my fitted Adidas. Like I'm good, baby. <laughs> we about that thug life. We don't need to wear our pants that low no more. We don't do that. <laughs> um, and they're just like talking. Hella. Mind you, they're behind us, and then the people that were behind them were like keeping at least 20 feet apart because they were like we don't even want to come close to them because they just they looked like the type they didn't have no mask they were like we don't you know they were saying like how they don't believe in this they think this is all a conspiracy which i'm listen i am all here for it i was telling this to nina yesterday but at the end of the day like my mom said to me conspiracy or not i don't want to be the bitch that catches it <laughs> so wear your mask, practice your social distancing, ha- and sanitize your hands. That's the simple, simple steps that you need to follow when you're out in public. And these people were just not following it. Like this lady's coughing up a lung because clearly she smokes, you know, Newports on the regular. Mm. And she's just like, go like, uh, I just looked back and I was like, yo, if you get any closer to me, like I'm going to spaz the fuck out. And then the line was moving. She's like, this is going to be regular life from now on. This is how it's going to be from now on. And this is so stupid. This fucking sucks. And I'm just like, I don't understand white people. I'm telling my mom, I'm like, why is it that? And this is a, this is something that I've noticed, and I, I get again. I don't mean to sound racist. Um, you know, I know a lot of people who happen to be white. Mm. You know, but there is just a, a certain type of person, and I just don't understand how how they're always like they'll walk into a line and they have to start a conversation. They have to like say something. They have to state the fucking obvious. Like, oh my god, this line is so long. Oh my god, for real? Yes. Did you see the weather? Like, shut the fuck up. Wait in line and get the fuck out of here. It's just small talk. They like small talk. They and they they just state it's just the not obvious, everybody. and then it gets negative. Like this lady. In the Salem, New Hampshire uh, market basket was like how they released, this is me standing there listening to this. She's like, they released the coronavirus to control the population and to um, <laughs> to kill off the elderly because they were collecting too much money. And I'm in my head, I'm like, do you know how much money is going to unemployment right now? Did you really think, did you really sit there and think that they want to kill off the elderly and give us money? It, mm. Like, listen to your conspiracies, people. Does it make sense? Okay. It doesn't. <laughs> so <laughs> it, it was. it's just a lot. Like, especially going out to stores, like, I do my part. I keep my distance. I don't even, if I know that I'm only getting one or two things, I don't even grab a cart. I'd rather struggle and hold everything on my hands um, just because I don't know, you know, like Home Depot doesn't, is nobody sanitizing their carts. Right. So I'm like, fuck, I'm not using a cart there. I've been to Home Depot a couple of times. Um, Walmart, you know, there, there is somebody. Yeah, there is. No, they, they give you the wipes. They have the wipes. So you can sanitize it yourself, which I use. And then Market Basket, there is somebody um, sanitizing the carts. Ma- Market Basket is actually, I would have to say, probably doing a really, really good job with this. Um, there's Their lines move pretty quick, you know. Um, yeah, Market Basket is like been like on top of their shit mm-hmm. and they they have the markers on the floor um i would say the busiest location that i've seen is the one next to home depot in salem new hampshire if anybody's going there if you go there anytime after 9 a.m like you're gonna be in line on a very long line um 
the one that I've seen is the quickest is the newer one. There's three in Salem, New Hampshire, which I never understood, but the newer one is the the quickest one. Um, but my mom says they're more expensive, which I don't pay attention to. Um, but yeah, <laughs> that's what had me fucked up. <laughs> this whole just, I I just. My thing is like, okay, I get it. Everyone's over it. But just practice these simple things and we can literally just get done with this. Okay, you don't want to stay inside. I get it. I get it. It's nice outside. It's getting better. We don't want to stay inside. But if we're going to go outside, we need to practice social distancing. People who don't understand flattening the curve. Exactly. People who don't understand that think the earth is flat. Like, I don't care. I'm going to fuck. You guys think the earth is flat. Don't get me started on that. Um, (laughs) I just I, I don't get it um I also think that like I mean what I was saying was yeah like we need to continue you know sanitizing our hands and doing these things because like we're never gonna beat this shit and especially in small cities like Lawrence the numbers are going up <laughs> no and then you drive through Lawrence and you see everybody's still chilling they're not so, they're not social distancing but they have their masks on I'm like um on Essex Street, so I have to you're call aware. You're aware. I saw, <laughs> I saw some guys chilling at the Essex Projects, and they was they were at least fifteen deep. And I just looked at them like, "Yo, is it that <laughs> like you guys can't text each other? You can't Facetime? You gotta like really be fifteen deep, shoulder to shoulder, chilling." But I mean, hey, to each their own. You know, you if like you want to do, if you want to be like that, if you want to get down like that, then go for it. Um, just stay the hell away from me. That's all I got to say. Anyways. <laughs> right. Just let's, stay away. Let's head over to our next section, which is. Ay, bendito. Alrighty, welcome to I Bendito. You already know what we're about to do or whatever. Mm. <laughs> um, so we got a couple cute things that we want to talk about in today's episode. You know. Do you want to start us off, sis? I will, I will. Okay, so this whole running while black, Ahmaud Arbery. Um, and a lot of the what I got, like what I pulled from everything that was being posted and things like that. Um, and the, a lot of things that like I agreed with um, like on social media where, you know, people are running those 2.23 miles um, in honor of him. But like, w- after you did that, what did you do? Did you do your research? Did you, you know, um, look up and start to actually pay more attention to, um, the injustices that black people face every day, black and brown people face every day in this country. Um, like, I just don't, in my mind, I want someone to help me understand what running 2.23 miles while white in your privilege, because you got to do that and you got to go home and post about how you ran off your Nike Fitbit app or whatever. So it's like, yeah. it kind of screams like a new trend, you know? Yeah, right. Like it, it felt very like, oh, it's this thing everyone's doing. Let me do it. <laughs> But it's like, I also read a post that was like, I'm going to like, I I need to start demanding that my white friends start posting about these injustices because we all know you're on social media. We know that you see it. And if you're not posting about it, like you're part of the problem because you're not making it aware. Like 
the one white friend you have has 15 white friends and then they see it so then it's a trickle effect so everybody knows that you're aware of what's going on in society but a lot of people choose to turn a blind eye like for fear of like well i don't want to say the wrong thing yeah yeah but your silence is saying more your silence is worse yeah you know like even just posting like i don't like i don't know but again it's like it's like i'm going back and forth with that whole um with that mindset because it's like I, I mean, you know, you can't tell people what to post on their social media. You really can't. But at the same time, the same way that we can repost all these beauty bloggers is the same way that we can repost the injustices that are happening. Like if people really choose to and, turn and a blind repost, eye. Repost does have a powerful effect to it if you use it correctly, you know, because it, what you just said is super valid. The same way we can repost the Kardashians and every line that they're dropping is the same way we can repost anything to bring awareness to anything, you know, because the people that are following you are going to see it. So it's like, I, I get, I get where that's coming from. And I get, you know, people who are like posting themselves running and then saying like, you know, I read one, one post where she was like, you know, I'm running as a, you know, as a white privileged woman. And I feel like, you know, I'm now starting to understand that I've never had to worry about the dangers that Mm -hmm. that young man had to worry about while he was running. You know, and she was just trying to picture herself like in that situation while she was running. So I'm like, see, okay, good. You're getting it. You know, you're you're understanding where he's coming from and you're not just doing it as a trend. But some people are literally just like posting themselves running hashtag, you know. Yeah. While using while using the hashtag, it's like, oh, I use this hashtag. But um, to my point about, you know, after you ran or whatever, um, this is what I had seen online and it said, dear white friends and allies. I've been holding back, but after you ran your 2.23 miles, I hope you at least did one of the following. Gave money to a grassroots grassroots organization. Read something from a black scholar, organizer, writer. Educating yourself is key. Researched, sign yourself up to show up for racial injustice in some way. Checked on an organizer, ask them if they're okay, offer support, unpack your biases and privileges. Listen, symbolism is cool, but when systems are structured to benefit you, you have to do more than just go for your run and post your pick. Do better. Powerful. Right. And then another Powerful one that read, right. So we're questioning, like, why are people running? Like, this doesn't make sense. And someone had said, why are white people jogging for Ahmad? In quotes. Ahmad didn't die jogging. He died physically fighting back against gung-toting white supremacists. If you want to honor him, do that. Fight back against white supremacists. Like, what's running going to do? Like, I just don't understand. Like, I get the sentiment. It's a cute concept. But, like, I don't know. It just... Let me... When all of this was coming out, like at the beginning of last week, that's when I started to like see everything on my feed. Mm-hmm. Um, it really did like change my whole mood again. And it was just like, it brought me down because just seeing like how the cops were treating everyone in New York City, like, and then, you know, this story came out and I was like, what the, so we're like, not that we ever left it, but we're back to this. Like mm-hmm. people are still, you know, We've been so worried about quarantine, coronavirus, but this has been going on the whole entire time, you know? And this happened, I think, back in February, no? Mm-hmm. And now is when it's coming to light. 
So it's been all this time it's of been just like seventy like, something days. Yeah, circulating the web. I guess I guess the the guys who took the video of it, you know, they had sent it to their friends. But the then, thing is, is that like I, again, and I saw another post that was like, let's not forget. An arrest wasn't made because they saw the video. Yeah. It was made because we saw the video. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. there's power in numbers. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. And it, it also goes to show you, like, uh, how many cases are happening that are we're not being told about that are, you know, young black individuals are going through this exact right. same thing. Young right. black family. I mean, you know, black families are being uh, affected by these situations. Mm-hmm. And... Just because we don't see video, there's no justice to be brought to it because of it, you know? Right. So it's but very easy to a, to sleep like, under the rug. Yeah. So like a thing that I want, you know, our listeners, our listeners um, who know about the story, you know, who felt away about the story, um, the, the tragedy, honestly, that's what it is, um, to understand that just because an arrest was made, it's not over. That's step one. No. Yeah. Because Zimmerman was arrested after shooting Trayvon Martin. Oh, yeah. And that and motherfucker walking out free. here free as a motherfucker. Yeah. Yep. So just because the arrest was made does not mean that this could end in, in our favor. And if you're, you know, if you're listening to this and you're wondering, well, what can I do um, to take action? Then check out, you know, his official website, runwithmod.com. That's R-U-N-W-I-T-H-M-A-U-D.com. And they literally have a step-by-step of what you can do, who to call, to demand justice. You can sign a petition if that's all you can do. Then that helps, too. They're at 91% right now. They're looking to get to 100%, um, you know, and... There's ways that you can help that is more powerful than just reposting or hashtag run with, <laughs> run with mod, you know? Right. Um, so look into that if you're interested, which I think everyone who listens to our podcast definitely is interested in, in helping out. One would hope. One would hope. <laughs> it was wishful thinking. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I also wanted to talk about the, you know, did you see what happened in New York as well with the police and how in the West, you know, the West side, you know, I think in Central Park or I don't remember exactly what park it was, but they were handing out masks to the people who were breaking social distancing rules. You know, they were being so nice and kind. And then you go to Brooklyn or Bronx and they're literally like this guy was sitting on the sidewalk Mm -hmm. doing nothing, sitting on the sidewalk, doing nothing. The cops came up to him because some white lady brought it to, to their attention. And, you know, the cop ended up like fucking manhandling him. And then, um, they actually got him, on desk duty, but that's not enough. Like we need to get him out of office. He has multiple complaints. The city has spent a lot of money clearing up this man's name. And now it's coming to light. Like, yo, this guy's been a rep- you know, a repetitive offender. Like he's been breaking his his rules um for a very long time. And now we need to like bring it to light and get him out there. So there's a lot going on right now when it goes to all of this. And don't think that just because coronavirus is at the center of our TV screens that everything else went away. Right. Everything else is still there. You know? Um, the bullshit is still happening. Yep. And this is actually factually true. And it's just um, with the bullshit going on and coronavirus stuff like that. Coronavirus is like Trump's presidency brought out the racist. Now they run in rampant at this point. 
And you know that coronavirus ain't stopping anybody. They just getting worse. What kills me is how, you know, how he thinks that nothing, he holds no responsibility for anything. No, because it's Obama's fault. It's always Obama's fault. Obama's fault. Sir, Obama ain't been in office for four years. (laughs) Like what? You know, it's um, you know, when when they told him about Ahmad, he was just like, it's very unfortunate. Ta da 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 da. Like, you know, and I'm seeing these memes now where it's like people. You know, it it shows black people who have been getting who have gotten shot and killed mm-hmm. um because they were quote unquote a threat. And then they show a group of white people with guns at these little rallies that they're having um about opening the country because they're so adamant about the country being open again. Um, you know, and and you know, according to to the police, they're practicing their rights. You know, and it's just like it's right. funny how we're seeing, you know, the two but different sides of it. You they know what have I'm saying? Done- like, there's people, there's so many people that lost their lives, and they were not a threat, but because you felt threatened, you mean to tell me yep. with all that training yep. you guys go through in the academy, an yep. unarmed black person is like your biggest threat? Like, I don't get it. Like, that doesn't make any sense to me. And yet, you think about school shooters. They get they they literally kill people within schools and they get to walk out alive handcuffed. Amazing. Amazing. But then you have you have routine traffic stops that go to shit because a officer wants to flex his authority. Okay. And then act like and then act like a bitch in a courtroom talking about I didn't mean it or, you know, like that. That one cop that you can't like it just it just will forever amaze me that this is America and people really for so long had no idea or just refused to see the bullshit because Mm -hmm. of their privilege. And now because of social media, you it's at your fingertips. You see it now. So if you and still it also choose, just makes you like it makes you think about like okay how I move it needs to be a little bit different because I need to be you know us as colored people we always need to be on alert because we don't know what's gonna happen we like and I think about this when I'm driving like I can literally get pulled over because I have a hoodie on and I have curly hair and I could be going the speed limit but I could get pulled over and it could go down from right there. I've been pulled over and I've had a cop mock me because he read that my last name was Santiago. And I was like, sir, what? That's so unnecessary. Like, that don't make any sense. And he, my man's called backup. How crazy is that? Yeah. I've had that happen yeah. to where I had, backup I was had called. A, you know, I had a friend who got pulled over in New Hampshire and I was in the car with him. And, you know, the the police officer just fucking arrested him because he asked him to get his wallet. So when he reached to his, they got him out the car. When he reached to his back pocket to get his wallet, the police officer went wild, wild. And my friend's like, yo, you asked me to get my wallet to, get, to show you my ID, my license. And he's like, no, you were reaching for a weapon. I know you were reaching for, and I'm standing wow. there and I'm like, I don't even know what to do right now. Like, I'm just like panicking. And at the time... This is way back before, like, recording and all that. So at the time, I didn't, like, put two and two together. Like, bring out your phone, record this, da 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 It was just, like, I, I just stood there, like, what the fuck? Mm-hmm. You know, like, what is going on? And, I mean, 
I've always said this. I, I really, I really have a problem trusting white people. And it stems from a lot of things like that because a lot of white police officers and a lot of white authorities just do not have our best interest in mind. So it's hard for me to sit here and, and just trust any single white person that walks into my life um, because of those things, because of what I've seen, because of, you know, what I'm seeing still today. Like I, when I saw that happening in New York, like that broke my heart. Like those people were just, outside chilling mm-hmm. the same way those white people were chilling at the park you know and then you see the differences the white people were given masks and you know in the bronx and in brooklyn like these people are getting fucking jumps they're getting the real the real gangs in new york are the police mm. so when people are like new york is dangerous new york ain't dangerous the police are dangerous because you can walk by a group of you know a group of niggas and They'll, they'll probably look at you up and down. I'm not going to lie. But at the end of the day, they'll they'll just keep going about their business unless, you you know, you bother them, then they bother you. But right. for the most part, from what I've encountered in my, you know, my four years living in New York, I've never experienced anyone who had an issue. But, you know, the police, that's a different story. The police will see you walking and they'll slow down. I've, I've been slowed down on. I've been asked where I'm going because, you know, it's two or three in the morning and I'm, and I'm decided to go for a walk. And, you know, they're like, where are you going? And I'm like, I'm going home. That's always my, I'm going home. Right. Oh, okay, cool. You th- then they think they're slick. They'll pull up to the end of the block, park, and just wait to see where you're going. Mm. Because I'm wearing a hoodie and some jeans. <laughs> you know? <laughs> so the real gangs in New York are the police. Oh, All right. That was heavy. Crazy. Yeah. That was heavy. Um, let's move on to something a little bit on the other side of the spectrum. Um so I kind of wanted to talk about this whole Tyra Banks thing that's resurfaced oh, from America's Next Top Model moments um, that they're saying didn't age well. And according to InStyle, after the coronavirus, I mean, after the controversial controversial clips um, from the America's Next Top Model began to resurface on the internet this week, Tyra Banks is speaking out about her past mistakes. Now, for me, I think that these clips, yes, in today's day and age, they do look very toxic and whatever the case may be. But mm-hmm. we need to understand that at the time, that's how the industry was, um, you know, and she was trying her best to to really make sure that these upcoming models understood that. And, um, you know, obviously, those of us seeing it today, we're probably like, yo, that's is she a little toxic. And that's a little toxic right there. But, you know, toxic just became a trend. You know, mm-hmm. back in the day, that wasn't toxic. That was like, that's what the, that's what entertainment business is. That was honey. tough love. That's, that's what you're going to yeah, get. I'm preparing you for this industry. There's this, uh, the one clip where she's like, I was rooting for you. We were all rooting for you. Yeah, her I, yeah, I, I was taken back as, as to how people thought she was being mean or rude. Um, I think that. There is a level of tough love when you're trying to break into the industry. And I mm-hmm. felt that when, you know, the young lady got sent home and the way she just didn't care, made it seem like she didn't care. And it's not that she wanted you to cry, but you're literally like you've been given an opportunity that hundreds of women have auditioned for and you have the opportunity. And if you watch that season, she continuously just kept like not trying, not giving a fuck, no matter what, you know, she was probably going through things at home i don't really remember but i do remember her like just like not caring you know she would try but then she would give up on herself and that's frustrating to see as somebody who's trying to be your mentor Mm -hmm. 
I can understand why Tyra reacted the way that she did. And then when the lady went to the crowd and was just like, you know, you know, don't cry. Da, 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 it's okay. Da, 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 da. I think Tyra was just like, whoa, like we literally gave you an opportunity and you don't even care. That's cr- That's more wild to me than Tyra being toxic. Right. <laughs> you got a great opportunity. Granted, none of those models ever did anything, but um, <laughs> you got a great opportunity and you just threw it out the window and you're walking away from the situation. Like, I don't even care. Like, you know what? I don't even care. So I think that's where Tyra's frustration come from, came from. I just don't understand the this generation's fascination with like digging into other people's pasts and but like not understanding that growth has happened you don't think in 10 years she changed you don't think that she doesn't see how her ways were probably not the best back then like the, it's just yeah, whole like let us not forget the tyra show let us not forget all the things that tyra tyra banks has done for for other people you know we can't exactly what you're saying we can't just look at her now and be like oh my god she's still the same you know toxic and like i said i don't think she's being toxic i think she's being very real and that is a dose that a lot of people out here cannot handle the realness behind it and she was just like when i listened to her speak i was like i don't hear her saying anything toxic i hear her being real and raw being honest like we gave you a chance and you're up here making a mockery of it hundreds of girls i mean hundreds of women wanted to be on this show and you're here making a mockery of it you don't even care that's so disrespectful and it really is it truly is disrespectful and i think Mm -hmm. people look at it now like she's you know that was too much like she just wanted her to cry she didn't want her to cry she didn't want her to cry what she wanted her to understand is that your actions have made you lose out on this opportunity. And if you follow that person's storyline throughout the whole show, she does come from a troubled past. She does deal with, you know, a lot of issues from, you know, while coming on the show, she has gone through a lot of social issues and stuff like that. So it's like, girl, you got yourself here and we just want you to be understanding of that. Right. You know, um, but there is, Now, this is where I agree with everybody, because there is a story that caught my interest where the I guess Tyra wanted one of the girls to get a gap. Sorry, Sorry. (laughs) I guess one of the girls wanted um, she wanted one of the girls to get a gap or something. And the girl had declined it. And um, apparently, like the season finale came and she got voted off basically because she didn't get the gap. Because she didn't agree to Tyra's ways. So that was a pretty interesting Mm. uh, part to hear. Because we didn't hear, obviously, back in the day. We didn't have social media. We couldn't hear about those things. But I guess the model had went on live. And she had ended up saying, like, the the scene was shot three times. And the first two times, she declined it. That the third time, she, you know, she accepted it. But then she was sent home after getting, you know, after getting the gap. She was sent home for that same challenge. Wait, what gap? I don't remember her name. No, I don't know. Well, what are you after getting what gap? Uh, a, I a never gap watched in the middle of in the middle of her teeth. She Tyra they shaved wanted, her teeth. Mm-hmm. Tyra wanted one of the women to get a gap in the middle of her teeth because it went with her look. And um, what? You're. I get the whole like cutting hair thing, but you're literally altering someone's looks to fit what you think is fashion. All right, now I can't get behind it. Fuck it. 
<laughs> I can't get behind it. I can't. I didn't watch the show. I didn't care for the show because, like, me personally, I knew at a very young age it did nothing for me. I didn't want to be a model. I don't really care. No, it wasn't. For, sorry, it wasn't that. that she wanted her to get a gap. It was that she wanted her to close her gap. I'm, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I misunderstood. Oh, I I'm like, Wait, what? They mocked her because she wanted her to close her gap. And the girl refused to close her gap because she liked her gap, which is understandable. I have a gap. I like my gap, too. Um, and Tyra was, like, mocking her. And Jay was mocking her. And after she agreed to, because I guess they shot the scene um, three times. The first two times, she denied to get her, her gap closed. After the third time, she agreed to get her gap closed. She was sent home later that day. Mm. so it was like what her name is danielle i just wow <laughs> the things that we're finding out now mind you doesn't cover girl have a whole ass model with a big so, ass gap right now it's like a it's big a thing. thing it's cute like freckles people got made fun of her freckles now people are getting faux freckles or getting freckles tattooed on them and it's just like you guys are just so oh i can't yeah, the- the modeling industry is something interesting. I cannot. Very interesting. I cannot. Um, and the last thing that I want to kind of talk about um, is how Massachusetts is planning to reopen. Oh, here we go. Ooh. During the coronavirus pandemic. Um, I don't necessarily agree, but they are opening in phases. Um, I know that Los Angeles has already... F- um, opens like phase two or phase three um, one of those they've already opened for a majority Atlanta has opened every state that has opened has you know spiked in cases mm. I, I think it's going to be pretty bad if we do the follow up opening nope. on May 18th right I, I, I don't know what what we're going to do but um, you know in order for us to open supposedly the criteria is you have to have 14 days of you know a good good amount of cases where it's not too high and it's not you know and it's going low if it's getting too too high then they have to bring it back a phase i don't think they're going to bring it back a phase i think they're not going to follow that i think they're just going to literally drop phases by 14 day intervals like the first 14 days phase one for second 14 days phase two you know and so on Mm -hmm. and so forth um until we're just back to opening normal i don't think they really care I think they're willing to sacrifice a couple thousand people yep. just to get the economy back. I think that it right now is a time where we really need to look around and be like, okay, well, what are we going to do? Because I know a lot of people feel conflicted. Like, do I return back to work or do I just stay home? Right. What, but, but, you know, obviously staying home in America is not, <laughs> is not a real not good option. option. And especially if they try to like, you know, because a lot of people, like a lot of you guys who are collecting unemployment, let me let you know that your unemployment is done, honey. Once July something comes, I think it's July 25th. Once July 25th comes, your unemployment is done. So if you're thinking like, oh, I'm making man money now. I'm not going to return back to work. Er, you're wrong. Right. Because what, what happens is, is when your job offers you your job back and you decline it, your job now reports that to unemployment offices and unemployment gets word, honey, it's the government giving you money. You think they don't have tabs on you? Mm. And how do I know? Because I called and asked because I literally was trying to do the same thing. It's and I was like, let me, 
Well, I mean, I'm like, let me see what, you know, what the situation is. And I got laid off from my job and I was able to get unemployment from that job. But even though I got laid off, I was told, you know, you still need to return back to work if you do not return back to work. And let's say they don't catch you right now. You know, Mm -hmm. you go through till July, you get all that money and you don't get caught. You will get caught because they do... um, Oh, what is the word that I'm looking for? Audits. Audits. They do audits um, every few months. And when your account gets audited, they're going to literally bill you all that money that they've sent you. Mm. So their advice, the guy's advice was, if you get a job offer, go get it. Just go back and get it. Because after July anyways, whoever is getting unemployment because of COVID-19 will not qualify for unemployment after that. So let that be a reality check for a lot of you motherfuckers who are trying to do what Rue was trying to do. (laughs) This guy. Um, But yeah, that's all I have. Do you have anything? No, it's... Insecure? Insecure? Have you been catching up? I have. I'm so excited for tonight's episode. But Yes. I just... I have feelings. The... I just... I don't know, man. I feel like Molly ain't shit for taking Issa's parking spot. Like... That's what it is. Oh God, I'm done. I was I'm like done. really upset. Like I'm like, what you mean, Issa? What you mean? You well, that's what circle Issa gets around for being, again for being. Yeah, that's what Issa gets. I would have kept backing up. Like, uh, I know you see me. Here. I would have been like, bitch. I know you see me. I was here first, so it's my spot. I'm going to Parallel Park. Thank you, Molly. Want to be all, all right. petty? I can't with Molly this season. I know she's she's like really her. No, I can't. I really cannot. I really can't. Wow, you're the second person I've heard say that. I can't with Molly. I'm I, I'm, I'm Issa all the way, yo. I've I love Issa. I, I'm also Team Lawrence though. <laughs> I so. am a little bit on Molly's side. I'm understanding where she's coming from. Um, I see her storyline so clearly this time around, and I'm like, okay, like I kind of get it. I it kind of like explains why she's she is the way she is why she thinks the way that she thinks she's been through hurt she's been through pain so she's she hasn't healed from any of those wounds and seeing her seeing Issa like become close with what's the other girl's name Condola Condola Condola. Mm -hmm. um seeing Issa get close with her you know could have sparked the jealousy even though Condola I think I think Condola's gonna come out pregnant I will I be think. so upset. Like you don't the, understand my predictions. Be, okay, my predictions for insecure is that she's gonna come out pregnant, and then Lawrence is gonna end. Lawrence is gonna end up back with Isa, and then Condola's gonna come out pregnant towards the end of the season. I don't think it's that kind of show, though. I really don't think it's that kind of show. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I could be wrong, though. I could be wrong. We gonna see, but that's really what I've been went because the storyline. We're, we're on episode five, right? So the storyline should be actually changing from tonight on. Because at episode five, the the point of view changes, they said. So it's still, you know, Molly's point of view, but it gets a little bit more into it. So we kind of get to see a little bit more into that character. So I'm excited. I'm excited. I'm excited. Mm. Bueno, we're just going to have to tune in tonight. Yay. All right, everybody. We're going to go ahead and close this Tuesday out. Well, this is actually Sunday, but, you know, it's your Tuesday when you're listening to this. It's our oh, Tuesday. My, <laughs> um, my name is Rosales, and I'm blasting off. And I'm Nina Montañez. Stay blessed, mi gente.